हेलो एंड वेलकम टू दिस एपिसोड ऑफ लेट्स टॉक डिफेंस भारत शक्ति आयंस ओन पॉडकास्ट एंड आई एम कैप्टन डी के शर्मा इन द लास्ट एपिसोड वी हैड डिस्कस्ड विद यू और वी हैड ट्राइड टू पुट अक्रॉस टू यू हाउ द लाइफ ऑन बोर्ड सबमरीन इज वॉट गोज ऑन टू बिकम ए सबमरीनर एंड हाउ स्ट्रेसफुल द लाइफ इज एंड हाउ द सबमरीनर्स मैनेज ऑल द रिस्क विच आर ओमनी प्रेजेंट इन द बोर्ड्स टूडे वी आर ज्वाइनिंग अगेन with commodore sr kapoor a veteran submariner who has a vast experience and we shall be taking the discussion a step ahead good evening dk good evening to your listeners and uh, very happy to be at show once again in this episode today we are going to talk about a very interesting and a you know sad incident which happened in end april where one of the stw submarine of indonesian navy nangalla met uh, with the disaster and perished at sea thereby you know taking 53 naval personnel along with it i would uh, now request commodore kapoor to explain to our listeners so what happened because now we are finding out from the various reports which are coming in the media that uh, the debris gives a telltale sign that there was some kind of crack on the boat now we know only two three things the boat was operating outside bali the depth was almost around 800 meters the debris has been found and there are some cracks so could you kindly share with our uh, listeners with your vast experience that what could have happened it's a very sad that indonesian submarine nangala had a sad end very tragic incident uh, loss of its 53 crew it was reported on 24th april nangala sank in the early hours and in about 800 meters of water which was operating let me emphasize submarine accidents are terrible catastrophes especially when they are in tight condition many examples repeat in history of that and later on they found nangala wrecked at the seabed about 830 meters 40 km 40 km of bali and the pressure hull was reportedly split into three pieces Uh, now to start to see the submarine uh, operated by Indo-Pacific nations, ASEAN nations, even our Indian Navy are of very old vintage. Limited budget, inadequate uh, technological upgrades, inability to consistently maintain strict uh, protocols and maintenance protocols which are required. They push these uh, marine platforms to their absolute um, limits of operation and beyond. I won't say that old uh, vintage platforms are unsafe. but they require uh, much more care and attention to operate and maintain unfortunately in case of uh, nangala almost all these issues and lacunas uh, were there it was a 40 year old hull overcrowded crew 53 as against 36 normally that is the strength on board last uh, major upgrade was happened in 2012 and crucial safety equipment you know, some of them was not working like the underwater telephone that came out was not working also some unconfirmed reports that the torpedo battery a new battery of the torpedo was being tried out so that may have exploded these are all the problem list of causes now what happens is that the submarine is now operating and is ready to uh, get into a dive for uh, the next serial or the next uh, evolution which is the top of firing so she would have exchanged the communication with the center bases and would have got the permission to dive so on the spot sometimes in our case uh, there is no on the spot permission required but there is a dialogue or a communication both way happens and she would have reported the readiness to dive and commence the next exercise now upon diving if it was a top of firing serial and any incident could have happened now if the incident is controllable and it is uh, say a small fire or a small flooding which is controllable then the submarine crew can control they have reaction time they have training they can control it. but if the incident is suddenly got into you know out of control that is if there is a breach in the pressure 
that is the pressure has broken the flooding has taken place the compartment one any one of the compartment has got uncontrolled flooding the flooding cannot be controlled or can be maintained or kept to one compartment and it's all somebody is getting resulting into a fire because uh, the fire can take any uh, you know very strong uh, state after that it can become uh, really very menacing or if uh, like uh, one of the theory which is being propagated that there is a super wave which is normally the uh, you know which is found in these areas lombok state where somebody was operating or in gibraltar or somewhere there is an undersea phenomena because of the topography because of the land features and uh, because of the varies in temperature there is an undersea wave now if there is a wave of such nature and the submarine is caught in that wave uh, the wave overrides the submarine and uh, can the take can take the submarine uh, out of the safety envelope and take the submarine down below its uh, operating depth submarine going below the operating depth means that you are exposed now to the pressure of water from outside so it's a old hull which has already you know repaired crashed up or whatever that cannot withstand the pressure normally when the submarine is repaired or tested for its hull it is tested for one and a half times the diving depth so suppose the diving depth is 300 you can get tested to 500 or whatever but if the uh, such a wave or any pressure and breach happens and the flooding happens where the submarine cannot use its own uh, means of recovery within the envelope then it will go down beyond the crushing depth and when it goes beyond the crushing depth then uh, the inevitable happens where the pressure breaks and uh, there is no time to react that uh, is very, probably very, one of the causes very interesting sir because uh, this is this theory is uh, probably not known to people and people uh, you know layman still thinks that you know during the exercise maybe uh, something has gone wrong with the ammunition or uh, some explosion inside which is caused but this is a very important point which you have brought out and uh, do you think that uh, uh, on uh, doing the inquiry now because now they have already with the help of some other country they have been able to retrieve and uh, now they have reached the debris and what you have brought out that it is in three pieces so does the debris give indication of this sort that only pressure wave or a super wave caused this uh, accident or there was some kind of you know telltale signs on the torpedo tubes and uh, various other things that uh, probably in the front section something went wrong or where actual damage have they been able to pinpoint that see what will happen is that if they are really looking to salvage uh, the wreck once you salvage the wreck the amount of salvage that comes out or whatever can be salvaged and if you can construct a story around it and make it into compartment wise and see whether you can salvage the front portion this is the torpedo compartment portion or the center portion or the machinery compartment portion that will give some picture but uh, what we know or what has come about uh, to be known is the end state what caused that end state is still not very clearly known and uh, it is going to be a far fetched uh, you know try to find out as to what happens so there will be many theories propagated even at a later date when it happens but uh, certainly that if the pressure hull is broken that means it is gone beyond uh, the diving capability of depth of the submarine and there is a pressure hull rupture because if it was contained within the confines of the diving depth from the surface to the diving depth to the submarine the submarine uh, crew could have retrieved the situation and they could have managed to come up or uh, they could have uh, you know salvaged uh, you know, brought the submarine or at least kept it afloat in in some form but if there is a pressure hull breach and you know it is broken nothing can happen all this uh, is going to be reconstructed only when the full salvage is done and when the pieces are out then probably picture can be made out Now coming to the second part, so we know that uh, there was a mishap on, and uh, now hypothetically speaking, uh, let's say that Nangala was not destroyed but only disabled and was somewhere around at the depth where the hull is still intact, but it is disabled. Then what are the procedures? How do we now rescue the situation, or if the boat can't be rescued, how we rescue the 
True. You see, uh, when you say, when you're talking of the situation of Nihangala, this is now salvage. And salvage is very different from the rescue. Rescue is divided, uh, I would say, there are there is two types of rescue. One is a submarine escape and one is submarine rescue. There's a difference in it. When you say submarine escape, we mean that this uh, crew or the escapees are coming out from disabled submarine using the system then survival means available to them on board. Not like you have your own sets individually, we earmarked for everybody. You have the evacuation mechanism, you have the ejection mechanism, like the boats in the Indian Navy, we have a rescue sphere. Everyone, every, all crew members can get inside the rescue sphere. It can be released from the submarine, the sphere comes up. So all crew can escape together. So crew that is uh, still, uh, you know, the submarine part that is intact, the crew is able to do all this, they will be able to escape from the submarine. When they escape, there's an individual escape. There are different methods, different kind of uh, apparatus and sets available. Each submarine, each country uses different sets. So crew will don those sets. It has its own oxygen, it has its own buoyancy suits. They will wear that and uh, they will escape to the surface of the sea. And uh, the uh, rescue mission or the escape mission will be complete where they will be assisted by a medical ship or you know, for the medical assistance or for decompression. That will be done. Now, is this rescue restricted up to some depths or this can be carried out till the time the boat is, uh, say, boat is intact, but it is disabled, not crippled, it is disabled, it is not following what you want, what orders you are giving, there is some problem with the machinery and uh, somehow it is disabled, crippled, whatever word you say. Now, all this rescue business which we are talking, is it restricted by the depth? Yes, it is. Now, when you talk about a disabled submarine, submarine, if it is disabled, it cannot be suspended in the water. So, we are talking of a disabled submarine operating in waters which is up to its operating depth. So, right. say submarine is disabled, it is resting at the seabed which is within the dive limits of the submarine. So, say right. if the submarine can go up to 300 meters, the submarine has got disabled at 200 or 250 meters of water. The submarine is intact. Maybe a flooding has happened in one compartment. It has been contained. Or maybe a fire has happened which has been contained, the crew is intact, they are able to react. So now they are inside. They are not able to communicate with the outside world. So their presence is not known. So the uh, submarine escape by the submarine crew is not going to be attempted as a first attempt. Now they will try to rectify. Since they have the mechanism, there is a repair mechanism, they have oxygen dosing, oxygen uh, dosing is available, oxygen candles are available. So sustainability inside a disabled submarine has been assured by design of the submarine for say maximum say about 72 hours or give and take a few hours here and there. If everything is intact, this is the model to be followed. Suppose with all this happening and the time is running out, if uh, the submarine crew is not able to get the submarine going and they cannot bring it up to surface, then this escape will be attempted. Now again, it has to be seen that escape will be attempted depending on what are the kind of sets and what you're using. There is a free ascent from 120 meters, which is where the setting will come out. But there is a, a torpedo tube escape where we use the, you know, where the Russian sets are used or whatever sets you have on board. Then there is a different method of coming up to surface. You have to keep stopping in between at different depths and you have to breathe for some time. Because, uh, you know, when you're coming up, there'll be nitrogen narcos or various hypothermia or hypoxia or whatever, all these things are going to get affected. So, you cannot escape from any depth. So, 120 meters is the taken where you can do a free ascent and come up. And maybe up to the operating depth of 200 to 50 meters, the submarine crew can escape with some procedure which they follow. And here, sir, we will now introduce this, uh, this element uh, of DSRV, which not many countries, not many submarine operating countries have got. But uh, fortunately, India has uh, 
uh, commissioned two DSRVs, one in uh, November 19, uh, 2018 and in 2019. So now we have two DSRVs on either side of the, I mean, so both the bases, Eastern and the Western Naval Command. So now, sir, tell us what is the role of a DSRV, how quickly it needs to go uh, the moment you come to know that there is a, a problem with the submarine and how does it, uh, you know, guarantees 100% that if there is anybody who is surviving, on board will be full. Yeah, you see, now we were talking about uh, a disabled submarine where the crew can escape. But there is a disabled submarine at uh, and is fully intact. Now uh, the crew is not able to escape. So uh, now the crew is uh, to be salvaged or to be rescued. It's called. But when the crew rescue is involved, this is the time when your DSRVs come to deep submergence rescue vessel comes into the picture. What the, this was the first time it was tried out. Uh, you, if you recollect in 2003, when the Russian submarine Kursk had a major disaster, that's the time this organization came into force where they're looking at very seriously to look at, you know, have an international setup where the submarine rescue can be attempted. So, mm-hmm. NATO made a setup of International Submarine Escape Rescue Liaison Office, in short called Ismarlo, with its headquarter, headquarters in North UK. So the, the primary objective was to coordinate all future submarine rescue missions. So there is a Ismargo website. Uh, any nation which has a disrupt can go on the website, give indications, you know, and whatever time they come to know. And the whole world will come to know. So anybody, any nation which is operating close to that uh, submarine where the location has been indicated, uh, they can come for help. So almost 50 countries or more than 50 countries are part of this organization. Now it is a regional focus. So that what happens is that DSRVs are uh, like uh, mini submarines, submersibles which can go down and which can mate with the disabled submarine. When you say mate, mate means they will sit the escape hatch from where the escapees are going to come out. It will go and sit on the escape hatch. It will make it watertight and the oxygen or maybe some food items or maybe some other repair material can all be sent into the disabled submarine. So if these materials which sent to the disabled submarine can help the submarine to rectify the fault and come up very good. Suppose they are not able to do that, then the all the uh, crew can uh, through this air pocket sit inside the DSRV and uh, they can come to service. So DSRV is actually uh, rescuing the disabled submarine crew from the confines of the depths. Now every submarine operating country does not have a DSRV. Like Indian Navy was operating a DSRV for a very long time and we had our uh, tie-ups with the various navies where, where they could provide the DSRV. So DSRV is like your you know, submersible or a mini submarine which uh, will be positioned at the spot. Now, to position the DSRV at the spot, if it is coming from far off, if it is a, it, it has to be either uh, flown to that place to the nearest airport and then taken to the sea base and from there sail and brought in the opportunity, in the craft of opportunity, or the country which is close to where the submarine disaster is taking place on the coastline, they have their own DSRVs maintained, they do that. So, that is why requirement of a regional organization which will take care of this submarine operating country's requirement for the rescue was uh, inside. So DSRV does this role. So there are many DSRVs now. We also, in the Indian Navy, they also got uh, their own DSRV. Australian Navy is operating there are more. The Chinese Navy is operating their own. European Navy is UK, Norway, Sweden. They are sharing the NATO. Italian Navy has their own. US Navy, of course, has their own this thing. And there are major exercises which have conducted throughout the year do this rescue mission so that the there is a practice and people are in date. And all the submarines all over the world in different phases, they have this uh, routine meeting exercise at sea to uh, see that their uh, rescue missions is practiced regularly. In case of eventuality, this can be taken. Thank you very much, sir. We, we, we have been really enriched 
by your thoughts and i'm sure our listeners will uh, get a new idea or uh, will have a clear idea of what submarining is all about and what dangers lurk and how quickly a submariner or the submarine crew has to respond to these situations uh, which uh, develop suddenly absolutely not even a scheme of things of anybody thank you very much sir and uh, i'll request you if you have anything else to add yeah well dk i would like to tell your listeners you know uh, the famous quote from winston churchill he said of all the branches of the men in the forces there is none which shows more devotion and faces grimmer perils than the submariners this was said by winston churchill when the submarines they were operating were going down and uh, we have another folklore now we always say that in submarines are silent and uh, you know stealthier so our feats our fortunes our fames are all hidden from the nearest kin no journal prints the yarn we spin the censor would not let us in unheard we work unseen we win that is the story of the submarine very well put uh, commander sir and uh, we hope to see you more often because uh, you know that india is taking strides we are going the atmanirbhar way 75 india procedure is going to start and i'm sure that uh, listeners would love to hear from you that uh, what steps will india take now to make this beautiful scientific wonders in our own country and how we will take forward this project 75 india thank you very much sir. thank you dk always a pleasure being on your show